Hello, hello. Welcome to the We Ship It podcast, everybody. We are so excited. Today, we are going to be talking about The Princess Bride's Wesley and Buttercup. This is a classic tale. Stay tuned to the end to see if we ship it or not. Well, hello there. I'm Steph. And I'm Devin. And welcome to the ninth episode of We Ship It, Wesley and Buttercup from The Princess Bride. As always, don't forget that this show will contain some spoilers. So if you haven't seen The Princess Bride yet, what are you doing? Get (laughs) Get to to it it. and come (laughs) back and give us a listen, please. Yes, this is a beloved classic. I couldn't wait to get to this tale. It was one of the ones that when I thought of We Ship It, I was like, we need to do this. This is going to be a classic one. Um, But so The Princess Bride is a satirical tale by William Goldman. And then it was adapted into a movie. And I have to confess, I have not read the whole book. So this episode is going to be based solely off the movie. However, I know that Goldman, he helped write the movie. So I'm sure that it will have many similarities. And if you disagree with that, please feel free to let us know. And we'll redo an episode solely on the book. Because I'm all (laughs) about that too. But the movie... The movie, I think, is iconic enough, and people reference it more often than I think they reference the book. So I think that if you have any thoughts on Princess Bride, it's probably for watching the movie. So that's what we're going to be focusing on, just to let you guys know. So for a brief summary, The Princess Bride is a tale of Wesley, a farm boy, and Buttercup. Um, They fall in love, but then Wesley leaves um, to obtain a fortune to come back and marry Buttercup. And he gets abducted by the dread pirate Roberts. Mm-hmm. Um, Buttercup assumes he is dead and tries to move on. Um, she says that she's going to live a life and never love again. Mm-hmm. Um, she is chosen to marry Prince Humperdinck, and the story unfolds. As Wesley comes back, a masked man, the dread pirate Roberts, um, Buttercup at first does not know it is him. And when she realizes it, the two go through all manner of struggles to find their way back together. They face the fire swamp, humperdink, torture, and so much more. This tale is more than that, though. There are incredible characters such as Inigo Montoya and Vezik, and the satire is incredible. In the end, the two end up together, riding off into the sunset. La-di-da. Swoon! And that last kiss of theirs just <laughs> gets me every time. So with that, let's begin. Let's dive let's. into our questions. So Devin, what makes true love true? And how do Wesley and Buttercup exemplify it? Or maybe they don't. What do you think? So the quote unquote true love that so many yearn for is a love that is pure and so beautiful and strong that people fear, admire, and quite possibly even envy it. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it's happiness that extends through love. Um, and in my eyes, Wesley and Buttercup embody the envisionment of true love, but their love is not true. I yep. don't know. That's how I feel. Um, yep. Like so many of their lines are iconic. The as you wish or I will always come for you. Um, they're just beautiful lines. And I love them. They're cute. They're whimsical. And I appreciate them. 
but they are also filled with this fairy tale esque language. Um, like the relationship is one big hyperbole of sorts. And at moments it feels a little too extra for me, but mm-hmm. I, st- I still come back to it. Like I still fall in love with it anyway. <laughs> so I, like, I can't I, help I, it. I enjoy it. I, I notice it that I notice that it's this big um, satire of a relationship, but I still appreciate it for what it is. Me too. You know, this is a tough question to start with because it's huge. It's a huge question. It kind of embodies what we're going to be talking about for the rest of this episode. True love is the purest form of love, as mm-hmm. as I understand it. It comes from understanding the other person inside and out and having the strongest bond possible because of it. Now, that's not how it's always portrayed in fairy tales. Um, and that's what we're mainly going to be talking about today. Mm-hmm. is true love sometimes is seen as something that just happens to a person versus um, putting in the work of understanding who that person is yes, uh, and respecting and loving another person wholly and totally for who they are. Now, I still love Wesley and Buttercup, so I'm not going to say that I, <laughs> I have no strong affection for them. I definitely do, and there are reasons too. Um, but we should also be careful about considering that this tale is only about them because it's not. Even though it's called The Princess Bride, there are so many fairy tale aspects to it that that are even more worth diving into than just the relationship but for purposes of mm-hmm. this podcast um as, as far as they go wesley and buttercup rep cup blah, 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 wesley and buttercup i'm not sure they have true love <clears throat> sometimes the beginning goes a bit fast for me you know i root for them so much the beginning is but terribly fast like you it can't is. get a sense of who they are as people or even exactly. like their relationship Exactly, exactly. And I I root for them so much. I really do because they're just so cute. But this movie we have to keep in mind is a satire. And I'm not sure we're really supposed to believe in true love as something that's real or more than a fairy tale dream. Um, But the two of them at the very least embody this fairy tale version of true love. No, I agree. All right. Next question. Wesley makes the comment. Life is pain, your highness. Anyone who says differently is selling something. What yes. are your thoughts here? So, okay, first of all, it's life is pain, highness, not your highness. Oh. I, it's okay. It doesn't really make a difference. I'm just trying to show how horribly like nerdy I am that I would recognize <laughs> that one word is off. Um, but I, the main thing I have to say about this is I love these one-liners. Every single one is just flipping burned in my brain from this story. It's amazing. I think this particular one is so right. It's supposed to be funny, but there's truth to it. You know, mm-hmm. so much truth. And I think that's a lot of what's funny about this is you're you're set in this fairy tale land. Um, you expect them to come out and be talking in eloquent, old-fashioned, uh, unrealistic terms. But they're so blunt and they're so fourth wall breaking. And he just says, life is pain, highness. Like usually princesses are treated with, oh, you know, all the respect. And like, we don't want to say anything too harsh. (laughs) But in this one, Wesley just gives it to her. And I love it. He Um, does. So, but to get to the actual point of what he says here, we kind of live in a world that makes it impossible for people not to feel pain to some degree. Mm-hmm. Everyone feels some element of pain. That's why I love Wesley's understanding of that. True. He just goes along living, you know, no matter what pain he deals with, he just goes on 
and he lives his life. And I think that's a great characteristic of Wesley himself is that he has this tireless endurance even in a world full of pain. And we we see his world so full of pain even when he comes back. Yeah. Um, and he just, he, he pushes on. And I love that. That's that's what's beautiful about He's definitely Wesley. the carrier of this relationship for sure. Yeah, he definitely But I think is. in this moment, uh, Wesley's just being a realist. Um, mm-hmm. We're audience members of a fairy tale of sorts. And this is, the, this is a moment where the writers try to break that wall a bit um, to get us to think. I would compare Buttercup's mind to a teenage girl where their main focus is who they're dating or who they have a crush on or who has a crush on them. Here, Wesley tries to shake her up a bit and explain that, yes, in fact, life is full of pain. But you know how to deal with the pain is what matters. Yeah. And that's what Wesley's character shows the entire time. Yeah, he endures. And he's like, if you wallow in it and declare that you will never love again, cough, cough then you're letting that pain corrupt you. That is what I see him getting at here. He's like, I left you and you spent the last five years doing nothing. Wallowing. (laughs) Like, get over it. Like, I lived on freaking a pirate ship thinking I was going to die for the longest time. And I came back (laughs) to you. Um, I mean, there's something to be said for the fact that Buttercup didn't know he was alive or not. But at the same time, I think she learns after he comes back, though, not to live in that sort of mm-hmm. um, world of inaction as she did before, um, which is what's great about having Wesley and Buttercup together because they make each other stronger to some regard. So question three, what are the characteristics that draw these two together? For Buttercup, um, Wesley at the start is just totally devoted to her. He does everything she asks and more. And I think it's this devotion that finally hits Buttercup in the face and she learns to appreciate him and what he does for her. She even starts to ask for like menial tasks to be done just to have him around. Yes. <laughs> and I think for Wesley, Buttercup is spunky and persistent. Um, she teases him and this teasing entices him and attracts him. She's the classic princess that needs to be rescued and while this excites him i guess it doesn't really do anything for me um Mm -hmm. in my eyes buttercup is a weak character or just Mm one-sided but mm -hmm. i still like her Um, right there's a scene where buttercup is having a nightmare and she walks out to the mass of the kingdom and one woman just goes boo and she says because because you had love in your hands and you gave it up but they would have killed Wesley if I hadn't done it. Your true love lives and you marry another true love saved her in the fire swamp and she treated it like garbage. Like she just... It's true. (laughs) (laughs) This woman Um, knows more than like half the people in this world. This one old woman. (laughs) They make it it out of the swamp and instead of having a fighting chance, like trying to do something, Buttercup throws her white flag and is like, you can have him and me you like you win <laughs> you right <laughs> i she kills me these two uh, no they kill me but so i don't really know like what it is that we don't get these two it. together we don't really get to see that part of it it's more the tale of of them trying to regain uh to re- each it, other re- yeah. yeah and <clears throat> so true love is said what's what's to keep them together right they're always like true love that's what you know that's why i return to you like all these things um 
for me, it's sort of similar to what you said. Wesley is a strong, loyal person. Mm -hmm. That is what Buttercup loves about him. He is dedicated. Um, I think Buttercup's a pretty girl. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, but to be honest, to be fair, she has a very true and bold personality once she is, once a fire is lit under her butt. Then she sticks to her truth. But Mm -hmm. she needs to go through some things first, so I think she's immature in the beginning. Um, But the two are said to have a very strong bond from the beginning. And I'm not sure if that's a true love cop-out that we're just told, oh, you know, they love each other because true love. Um, Because of the satire of all this. Maybe there's a comment somewhere on what true love really is. But my problem is they don't really have a very long time in the movie that we see them getting to know each other. I know. So I, I wish we did because I feel like I feel like there is something strong and true about their relationship. But I just don't see it as much as I see the adventure and, we're and all the other things. We're told that it's true love, but we don't get to see the application yeah. of it. And we're kind of just told this is true love rather than here's why this is true love. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe that's a comment on fairy tales in general. <laughs> um but you know that's going to be this whole episode, pretty much. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, moving on. What are some of your favorite moments of these two? Hehe, <laughs> um, definitely the kiss at the end. I hate to be cliche. Um, and Devin, are you? Oh, I thought you were looking away because you were like, I said that too, or something. No, sorry. But. The kiss at the end, you know, I love that little scene, just how it's described, especially in the movie when the grandpa's like, oh, okay, you don't want to hear about them kissing. And then he says, the boy's like, no, I do, I do, I yes, really do. Yes, yes. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, oh, only this is one of the top five kisses of all time or whatever. It's just very cute. I, I'm very much <laughs> a mush when it comes to stuff like that. I know a lot of people hate it and cringe, but I just, it just makes my brain like swell. I'm very happy. Swell in a good way. I don't know why I chose to put it that way, but there you go. Uh, Number two, I also love when they storm the castle. So when Fezzik and Inigo and Wesley, um, they go in together to save Buttercup. They are such a fun trio. They really are. That is one of those moments where I'm just like, I love this. I love that they're all teaming up in this way and they're making little jokes and they're going in to save Buttercup um, and ultimately to get revenge for Inigo as well. But Mm -hmm. I love them. And then... I'm never a huge fan of how, this is my third one, I'm never a huge fan of how Buttercup handles things, but I do like the moment in her dream that we were talking about before with the old woman basically calling her out for not appreciating true love. I think that's hilarious, and I also think it's an important commentary on how true love is treated by the characters that Mm -hmm. have it in fairy tales. So those are my moments. What about you, Dev? So I have two, Um, and it's not necessarily, so okay. I'll talk about it. So, honestly, my favorite moments are when they are entering the fire swamp. Yeah. And Wesley is like, it's not that bad. And Buttercup gives him this, like, deadpan glare. Like, are you kidding me? (laughs) (laughs) And he makes several more comments. And she just continues to give this same stare. And I just find it hilarious. Like, I can't get over it. (laughs) The two of them. Oh, my God. Um, And a side favorite scene that doesn't necessarily have to do with them is when Wesley is fighting hand-to-hand combat with Fezzik. And Fezzik mm-hmm. asks, why are you wearing a mask? Were you burned by acid or something like that? And he's like, oh, no, it's just like they're terribly comfortable. I think everyone will be wearing them in the future. I'm like, I, oh, God, it's What a real. freaking future teller right here. It's I, I can't get over it. I cannot. And, and so many things about this movie, even if we're not talking COVID, so many things about this movie are so like future 
oriented and fourth mm-hmm. wall breaking. And I just, it just gives me so much happiness to see that. <laughs> I just found that I was, when I was rewatching, I was just like, oh my gosh, they knew. <laughs> I know. I know. Oh my God. I love Anyways. Um, but moving on. So mm-hmm. uh, question five, if Wesley never returned for her, what would the future of Buttercup have looked like? Honestly, Buttercup would have been miserable. I mean, yep. she really did nothing to help herself out the entire movie. So nothing. I don't envision her doing anything to help herself if Wesley never happened to um, return. Like if he found another girl out on the seas mm-hmm. and move on. She she would have married the prince, but she wouldn't have been happy. And mm-hmm. now that I brought up the prince, can we just talk about how annoying Ugh. he is? He's like, like he's like the Lord Farquaad, but on steroids. He is. And like when he talks about like, oh, um, I wanted to marry her to kill her. So people yeah, would he's think just that selfish. Else- I don't understand. Like, I don't understand why you would want to start a war in the first place. Like, this is the country that you are inheriting. I think and you it's another. A- it's another like <laughs> commentary, which we're going to keep saying. But basically on how in fairy tales, like these ridiculous plots are hatched to do something completely ridiculous by the villain. And like, they're just not very realistic, but it's truly funny because he's a funny villain. Like he's enjoyable, even though he's a jerk. Like, I just think he's really funny. And I just find it funny when Wesley like really gives it to him. He says, I'll explain. I'll use small words so that you'll yeah. be sure to understand you warhog face buffoon. Like, And I hi-yah! thought I thought that was added for the movie, like those insults that he talks about. Mm-hmm. But I looked at that scene in the book specifically because I was like, let me just see if there's that sass in the book. It was there. He called him <laughs> the same insults, the buffoon or whatever he was yeah, calling him. Warhog I thought face that buffoon. was hilarious. I was like, but Wesley. yeah, back, back to Buttercup. She would have been miserable. Yes. Like end of story. Like it's, it's just the way it is. It is. It is. But it's okay. We love her. Um, I, I agree. You know, I think she would have married Humperdinck and died unhappy. Basically, <laughs> he would have killed her. Um, he was plotting to kill her, so she wouldn't have lived much longer anyway. Um, I don't think she would have tried to kill herself because I think that only was her way of dealing with it once she realized Wesley was alive and coming for her. Um, when she was like desperate i don't think she would have killed herself or tried to like the first time around if wesley never came back Mm -hmm. i don't think she was a strong character before he came back for her i think she learned a lot from when he came back um she learned a lot from that dream about the old woman but i think before he came back she didn't have faith in him so i think she would have lived on i think she would have lived a foggy life missing him (laughs) but but not doing anything about it so so that's ultimately where i think that she would land yeah no i agree I, i there's no hope for her Mm-hmm. She's she's lost. She's lost. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next, um, is it wrong to have the unfailing faith that Buttercup has um, for Wesley and that he will rescue her? I don't think it is. I think that that's what she should have had from the very beginning. Um, you know, <clears throat> I think you know it's a little unrealistic to live that way. But I think you should believe in something. And if true love is your belief and you fail to give it the true props it deserves mm-hmm. in your life, if you fail to adhere to your beliefs, then maybe you don't really believe in true love. Um, I love the faith that she acquires in Wesley once he comes back. Um, yeah. You know, it's not there when she thinks he's dead, but it grows when she finds out that he is back. And I think it's adorable. Um, you know, Could it be blind faith? People might say, like, blind faith isn't the healthiest thing. Um, 
I, I don't think that that's what it is. I think more from her case, once he comes back and she's believing in him, I, I think because he's proved himself before, she's really just believing in the person that she failed to believe in at first, which is a nice change. What do you think? So I'm someone who firmly believes in having faith. Like faith mm-hmm. is essential to living. Um, but in some regards, there comes a time where having too much faith in a human nonetheless is not healthy yes Um, you're right and not just that but it leaves you waiting or it makes you weaker because you're not doing anything for yourself but waiting Mm -hmm. for the other person to make the move right Um, so i see like i am i am full support of faith i am full support of having that everlasting faith in someone but for her specifically i just see her become even weaker and non-existent um Mm -hmm. She doesn't do anything with her life in those five year in that five year t- time span, mm-hmm. um, so it's not healthy for her. But I agree. Regardless, I tend to agree at least with that. But I mm-hmm. think that she should have had faith in something. If she's going to say she has faith in true love, then damn it, have faith in true love. <laughs> but um, <laughs> um, moving on, number seven. What's with Buttercup's Juliet moment? Is it worth it in the end? So the moment we are referring to is her really random suicide moment. Um, Like, girl, what are you doing? Is this really what you want to do? It's dramatic. (laughs) Where are your parents? Yes, where are you? (laughs) Does your mother know that you're out sort of question? But I saw saw so clearly how this was a jab at Romeo and Juliet and uh, satirizing um, the whole my love is dead, so I must also die situation. But Um, she didn't think he was dead. She knew he was alive. She thought he was coming for her, but then he didn't come. That's my problem. Didn't he say that he killed him? Did he? Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, You know, I'm forgetting in this moment, too, but I I think that might be my problem with it is that you're not certain that he's not out there like, like just just like last time. It just doesn't make sense because she's lived five years without him all Mm -hmm. the while thinking he was dead. And now she's told once again that he's dead or that he's not coming for her. Yes. And now she feels like that she has this need to kill herself. Like, girl, what? (laughs) It's a cop out. It's like your your main reason for trying to do this is that you don't want to marry Humperdinck. It's not that you're sad about Wesley. Right. It's that you don't want to marry this guy who's going to kill you in two days anyway. Not that you know that. But nonetheless, it's 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 not even a Juliet moment because it's not like you're staring at your dead love. Mm -hmm. It's like you're uncertain the same way you were before. You just don't want to marry this guy. And I just weak woman. It's a weak, it's a weak character (laughs) moment for her. But thank God, you know, although we have to, we have to also admit to the same thing that we've been admitting this whole time. This movie is a satire. Right. And it's trying to make one of those dire straight moments. And we're (laughs) going to say it again. Um, It's making fun of those dire straight moments where it's like, oh, I cannot have my love, so I am going to stab myself. It's the all, it's the bread and butter of old time fairy tales. It's true. Like the tragedy versus the wedding. Remember we learned about Mm -hmm. that in class. It either ends in tragedy or it ends in a wedding. Yep. Count the deaths or count the marriages. (laughs) Yep. So either way, moving on. Yeah, so... Next question, what are the aspects of a typical fairy tale that play out throughout this movie? And how do they play a role in the main relationship? I love that. Okay, I, I wrote this question. But I, I love this question. Um, I could go on and on and on, seriously. But some of the main things that are in it are true love, obviously. Revenge, which Inigo's whole story is 
my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, random magic, you know, that little couple, we can't forget to bring them up as well when they're they make hilarious. the little chocolate <laughs> life bean or whatever. They're like For one the of my favorite scene that they are together, they, they crack me up. They make the whole damn movie. I love them both. Uh, but but I love all of these aspects to it because while it's a satire, it I think it also, it's poking fun, but it also appreciates these things in different mm-hmm. ways. So so it gives those those tropes, those old tropes that we know and love, a shout out. Mm-hmm. It gives them They highlight them. Yeah, they highlight them, they give them an appreciation and and while we're laughing at them, we can still appreciate what yeah, they mean. Absolutely. Um which I think does justice to um these different kinds of stereotypes. But <laughs> what it does to their relationship, it makes it a little bit less focused on the relationship it makes it a little more fourth wally it makes it a little bit more of a critical tale than um than just a story about two lovers right yeah and i think for me it makes it just less real yeah it makes it less less real which which is sad overall but i I still think there are i still think there are aspects of their relationship that are valuable for us to learn from even if their relationship as a whole is more of a satire no, yeah. I mean, this story really has it all. Like we said, pirates, princesses, yes. magic candy, sword fights, a battle of wits, giants, a fire swamp with the danger and large creatures in it. Um, like, it's just a wild ride. And even they even cover the kidnapping and damsel in distress and in need of a savior kind of deal. Um, so it really covers it all. But like you said, these are highlighted. They're um, really done well for that yep. so that the audience can appreciate it more and like you said with the relationship in regards to the relationship um i think like i said it just makes it less real um as a human not just a character but as a human like it doesn't feel real mm-hmm. to me um but it's okay but they still, still are the cute yeah. <laughs> and it's a great movie um but moving on to our next question this is a side question this isn't really relationship focused but i think I think it's important that we talk about it because the characters are so incredibly important mm-hmm. to this story. They do a very good job of creating characters. So. They really do. So basically, who is your favorite character and why? You're going to steal Mind by I far. Know it. I know. <laughs> uh, mine by far is Inigo. Um, ah, you stole it. <laughs> he's just such a lovable and fun character. And how can you not love his story of avenging his father? Yep. Um, and his iconic, hello, my you name is uh, Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. <laughs> Prepare to die. Like, it's just. <laughs> the man. The uh, he's, man. He's a skilled fighter and also knows how to crack a joke. Um, he's essential to the plot of the story. And some would even argue that he is a major protagonist as the plot moves forward through him and his desire to storm the castle to, to mm-hmm. get at the count. Um, mm-hmm. So he's huge. And I just appreciate him so much. Me too. I just love him. I picked him too because his dedication is incredible. Um, I also love how honest he is about his own strengths and weaknesses. That dude knows himself. He (laughs) knows his purpose and he is not afraid to carry it out. And that's what brings such beauty to this tale is the true and bold characters that just they express themselves and they express their purpose perfectly. And Inigo is one of those characters. So mm-hmm. thank you for stealing that from me, Devin. <laughs> you got it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Next, why does our society love their story so much? What are the characteristics of the story and their relationship that make us love mm-hmm. them? 
ultimately, I think people love the story because of its humor more than anything. But there's also something to the typical princess slash protective loyal dude that's always there for her um, that just makes us fawn over these types of stories. We love them because of, you know, their unwavering love for one another. You know, we don't often see that kind of love in our world anymore. Whether or not it's relationship love, like romantic relationship or other relationship we don't see that type of loyalty a lot. Um, there's so much disloyalty, imperfection, and deceit in our world that we crave this kind of devotion, whether right. or not it comes from a romantic relationship or not, it's which hard. is why I think even though this is a funny tale, we also sort of crave the generic fairy tale relationship as well because it is one of the most impenetrable forces, and that that's what true love ultimately is, this impenetrable yeah type of love that we see in in the fairy tale movies you know yeah no i agree uh, i i think we love the story because it has it all like we said earlier it's an action adventure fairy tale comedy romantic film um but i think we love wesley and buttercup's story specifically because it's meant to be what everyone is supposed to be looking for mm-hmm. it's a true love of sorts but in my eyes i think it's hyperbolized and exploited through its fairy tale nature yeah um, we love their enduring love over the five years of wesley's absence um, we love the witty cliche lines we love the i will take care of you and i will always rescue you nature of the relationship but I again it. it's all fairy tale it's not real um but it's, it's not what real we, it's what we love to watch and envision for ourselves like it's something that we can not always hope for but just like admire and appreciate Mm -hmm. i agree so with that i'm going to move on to our favorite question of every episode do we ship it see i like the idea of them being together but i don't know if i'm sold on their love um you kind of have to talk me into it i appreciate them i love i love um the movie i love the story um I'm just not sold on their relationship needing one another in a sense. No, I I kind of figured you'd answer that way, Devin. <laughs> like I don't know. I, you know, how, I tend I don't to agree. About it. I tend to agree. And I, I'm I'm waiting for an episode where we just vehemently disagree with each other. But I thought this one would be it. <laughs> you know, I think I do I ship it. I'm going to say that with with an asterisk. Uh, Wesley is my main reason to love these two. True. Buttercup is okay, <laughs> um, but she's not a very strong character. Wesley I think. makes the relationship. <laughs> I think so, yeah. Overall, it's satire, so I can't be in love with them and mm-hmm. call it a day. Um, but I'm in love with the tale, and there are things that I would change about the relationship. While that's true, I do ship it overall, mm-hmm. I think. Because their relationship isn't bad. It's not unhealthy. Like we've seen in a lot of different relationships, right. even some that have been so unhealthy, but we still ship it. <laughs> Our last episode, right? Um, Jane Eyre. No, but yeah, Jane Eyre. Uh, but no, I, I think, I think overall, I just wish I saw more of them, and then I could give a more affirmative yes. Yeah. But either way, I agree. If we had more of a why they are in love kind of story, mm-hmm. um, it would have made easier. more sense. But no, I agree. But mm-hmm. cool. So so we're agreeing. I'm waiting for that episode that we're going to be I, I thought it would be this other. one. I really did. I thought you were going to be sold on them. And I was yeah. going to have to be like, I'm sorry, but I'm not. <laughs> well, Devin, you know, maybe I'm just smarter than you. Think. There will no, be one. Kidding. There will be there one. There will be though. one. I'm, I'm waiting for it. I'm sure that it will I'm happen. I'm scared for that day. 
I'm ready for that day. Bring it on. Bring it on. Um, but now it's time for some comments. We actually have a few that were written in, and we have one that was sent in with a voice uh, message. So that's really exciting. Um, but our first comment is written in from Mary. Thank you for reaching out, Mary. I'm so excited to hear yes, from thank you. you. So she said, I love The Princess Bride. I think Buttercup and Wesley have a lot of on-screen chemistry from the start. However, the beginning of the movie moves so quickly that I find it hard to believe Buttercup and Wesley had time to really build a relationship. We agree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At the beginning, Buttercup is a demanding employer um, who, you know, she deals with a farm boy and yells at him and stuff. Um, we don't see any signs of friendship or even friendly conversation between the two until much later in the story. That's very true. Um, mm. If we had seen more of their relationship grow and develop over time on the farm, then it would be easier for me to believe their love was true and sympathize with Buttercup when she receives word that Wesley is dead. Couldn't agree more, yep. Mary. Thank you so much for yeah, reaching Yeah, out. it's really awesome. Thank you so much, Mary. Um we also had someone leave a voice comment. Um, so this comment is amazing. Thank you, Tamara, for sending it in. Yes, we're very excited. So thank you, Tamara. We're going to play that now. I think maybe I was six when I sat on the floor of my aunt's living room to watch The Princess Bride for the first time, and I fell in love with it. I have watched it annually for nearly two decades since. For why, you might ask. Well, primarily these qualities, heart, wit, and whimsy. It doesn't take itself seriously. All that being said, I don't think Wesley and Buttercup make a good couple. Gasp. Okay, okay, okay. Hear me out. All right. I'd like you to take a moment to challenge your perspectives and then... Maybe watch the movie again and or read the book. It always seemed clear to me that The Princess Bride is a satirical commentary on the fantasy and adventure genre. Fire swamps, shrieking eels, close of insanity, RUSs, miracle men, senile kings, and more, making lighthearted fun of typical fantasy elements that seem absolutely ridiculous out of context. I mean, talk about suspension of disbelief. It is a movie about characters and not people. And dare I say, it may even be about caricatures of stereotypical adventure archetypes. And if you think differently, that's fine. So why don't I think Wesley and Buttercup are a good match? Their relationship is unhealthy, unbalanced, and at times toxic, but that's on purpose. Buttercup is the damsel in distress, and Wesley the dashing, daring, and somewhat cocky hero, and to me, it's commentary on how these kinds of relationships were oft depicted as ideal when they are in fact flawed. A couple early instances in the movie of their dysfunction are when Wesley rescues Buttercup from Vizzini, but doesn't immediately reveal to her it's him. Instead, Wesley belittles Buttercup and cruelly tests her devotion, all because he's mad she's engaged even though she had thought him dead for five years. When they emerge from the swamp and encounter Prince Humperdinck, Buttercup puts zero faith in Wesley's ability to get them out of the situation and hands herself and Wesley over to the prince. Babe, 
he suffered the tutelage of the dread pirate Roberts and became captain, climbed a cliffside, defeated a master swordsman and a strong giant, bested the Sicilian because he endured the pain of developing an immunity to poisons and managed to get both of you safely through the fire swamp. Babe, you just reunited with your one true love who has already shown you he is capable both physically and intellectually. And babe, 10 minutes ago, you said you'd never doubt again. I have a myriad of examples, but point is, often they aren't kind or supportive of each other. Of course, this is in order to serve their roles and drive the plot, but nonetheless, it means their love isn't unconditional or perfect, despite the many declarations in the movie and the book saying that it is. And that's okay. In fact, I think it's the point. Throughout the movie and the book, there is a healthy relationship that juxtaposes Wesley and Buttercups. Although platonic, Fezzik the Giant and Inigo Montoya's friendship is honest and compassionate. Inigo builds Fezzik up whenever Vizzini tears him down. Fezzik helps Inigo sober up when he is self-pitying and relapses. They treat each other as equals. Down is our direction, Fezzik, but I can tell you're a bit edgy about all this, so out of the goodness of my heart I will let you walk down not behind me and not in front of me, but right next to me on the same step stride for stride, and you put an arm around my shoulder because that will probably make you feel better. And I, so as to not make you feel foolish, will put an arm around your shoulder and thus, safe, protected, together, we will descend, says Inigo as they are about to enter the zoo of death. If there is any love, that's true. <laughs> and pure and ideal it's theirs but hey that's just my opinion okay wow that was beautiful i tend to agree that this story is much more than wesley and buttercup and i love the comparison to the true love of fezzik and inigo that you talked about tamara um i think that that the relationships between other characters are also a huge part of what makes this story so beloved um so thank you tamara and now the time you have all been waiting for, the announcement of episode 10. Yay, number 10. Our I'm so decade excited. One. I can't believe we got to a decade. <laughs> I'm no. Um, so we'll be diving into Hamilton and Eliza from wow. Hamilton. So people have a lot to say about this couple. Mm -hmm. Trust me. I mean, people waited for years to get in to see the play, and now it's on Disney Plus. So we're going to be watching that and doing a deep dive into them and then um, not only that, but their real relationship in real life and doing some comparisons. So it's yeah. going to be exciting. It'll be fun. Reach out if you have any thoughts um, so we can include your comments. That'd be wonderful. Can't wait. And thank you all so much for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, please give us a rating or a follow. Yes, we would be so grateful. And if you'd like to join as a guest reader or send in your comments, please feel free to email us at weshipitpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you all so much. See you all next time. As you wish, Devin. <laughs> <laughs> and we hope that you wish to come back for episode 10. So see you then.